You're listening to the Life Friendly Business Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Thomas-Wong, business mentor, author, and founder of the Cocoon VIP membership, empowering women around the world to build businesses on their terms. If you want to grow and scale a business that works in harmony with your family and your life, this podcast is for you. From police constable to multiple business owner, this week I speak to Kerry Squibb, founder of The Dog and I, and most recently The Soap Coach. Kerry started her first business at 44 in her search to follow her passion and create a more flexible lifestyle. With just £500, she launched her product-based business, The Dog and I, which has now gone on to allow her to launch a second business, The Soap Coach, teaching all things soap making for dogs and humans alike. I love the way that right from the beginning, Kerry has had a long-term vision for her businesses, and she shares that with us today. Hi, Kerry. Thank you so much for joining me on the Life Friendly Business Podcast. Hi, Erin. Thank you so much for having me here. You're welcome. And I really, I I really want to share your story because, you know, you were a police constable. You had a really great career. You had a family. And then it was actually when you were at 44 that you decided that you wanted a change and you wanted to start your own business. So I'd love to, first of all, look into that and like what made you make that decision? Okay, so police is, as you say, fantastic career, so many different opportunities, so many different things I could do. But from a work life point of view, me and my husband were working opposite shifts a lot of the time. Um, He would sometimes at one stage, he was going in at six in the morning, finishing at two. I was then doing a three to 11 shift and we were quite literally passing ships in the night. Um, And I really wanted to a try and reduce that and have more time at home. But as I was the main, not the main wage earner, but I'd always earned a slightly higher salary. So I needed to be able to bring income in still. Um, So there was an element of having more time at home and more time with the children. But also I had, and I don't talk about this very often, but I did have a longer term plan because I always knew I wanted to leave the police at 25 years and take early retirement so that I could then do other things, which maybe were more my passion, if that makes sense. Yeah, no. And I think having that longer term plan is is quite interesting, actually, isn't it? Because I think that many of us, um, we think about what we're going to do for our career and then we think about having a family, perhaps. And then what next? But you had that that long term vision quite early on, I gather. I did. I did. So um, at the time, I was doing quite a difficult job um, working with quite difficult people and I knew I couldn't do that indefinitely so I always said at the beginning I always used to say because I used to have um, input from a counsellor because of the job I was doing at the time I always used to say to her that when I go I want to surround myself with nice people and do nice things and that was always my long-term vision although I ended up doing something completely different to what I started out (laughs) when I first retrained when I was 44 but yeah, I was quite motivated and quite determined in that respect. Wonderful. And give us an overview. So it's kind of like the tale of three businesses that <laughs> you started when you were 44. So just let, t- talk us through a little bit about how those businesses have evolved. 
Okay, so age 44, um, I retrained as a dog groomer two nights a week at my local um, college. Um, That was a two year course, but I started my business within the first year, but obviously on a slightly more basic level. Um, Once I was fully qualified, I then converted a room in my house to a, a grooming salon, reduced my hours down at work and started building up my doggy clients. Uh, That went really well, although it was really, really hard work, but it was enjoyable. Then as part of the dog grooming, I realized that so many products with for for dog uh, dog products in particular, because you don't have to list the ingredients on the labels, you don't always know what's in your shampoos. And a lot of dog groomers suffer from skin conditions where they've always got their hands in soapy water, etc., And I started looking at that and then realised, well, from there, to cut a long story short, got into the whole world of soap and natural grooming products, luxury plant-based grooming products. Started off small with my um, dog and I business, with my main USP being um, soap for dogs, uh, made from just three ingredients. So coconut oil is my core ingredient. And um, that did really well. Again, I had a long-term plan in mind and knew what I wanted to do with that. So started off how I meant to go on. And then the teaching was a complete um, tangent away from that. I totally did not plan to start teaching soap making. Um, but people started asking about how to make soap. I couldn't keep up with the demand for my dog soap. So I started teaching classes. And then I, soap coach became a thing because it got a little bit confusing because um, my my clients didn't know that I could teach how to make human soap and dog soap. It's just about the recipe, not in the process. So I formed a completely different business. And um, yeah, here we are. So I stopped the dog grooming because I just did not have time to do it. Plus, um, I had a bit of a recurring shoulder injury. And the dog and I and the soap coach are still going strong, really, although the soap coach is fairly new still. Yeah, it's been a it's been a roller coaster. Well, it's been wonderful to watch your journey um, because you've been part of the cocoon for a few years now. And I know that, you know, one thing when you were making that transition from the dog and I to moving into teaching, that was a, a, a massive stretch out of your comfort zone, wasn't it? <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I've always been on the other side. Um, so, and again, and you all know, I was never comfortable in front of a camera. I didn't like doing lives on Facebook or any of the other social media. Um, and so I started the soap coaching, getting up and teaching in front of a group of people is one thing. But then obviously COVID hit and I had to take it online and do Zooms, et cetera, et cetera, because I just would not have survived otherwise. So it has been a massive um, challenge but I have to say I love it now I really enjoy it so it's all good. Well and I see you on Instagram all the time with your reels <laughs> as well like what do you, what changed within you that allowed you to get more visible? If I'm honest partly because I gave up the day job um, so I, I retired I took early retirement very early retirement um, back in July um, which meant I didn't feel so worried about putting myself out there. But also there was an element of I've just got to do it because if I don't do it, this is not going anywhere. So I did start off with practicing to myself on my mobile phone, <laughs> like you do, um, and then playing it back and then thought, actually, it doesn't sound that bad. And you just develop your own style, I think, don't you? So 
what you see is what you get. I will never be somebody that dances around um, on reels doing silly dances. But it just I think it's really lovely for people to get a good insight into you and your personality and what makes you tick, because it's very hard to put that into words alone. Totally. And I think that, you know, what you touched on there about having that moment when you realise that you just had to get yourself out there. You know, I, I've definitely had that moment, too. And I think we need to get to that point where we where we realise that if we're not going to talk about what we're doing, if we're not going to shout about it, no one's going to do it for us. Exactly. And, and that's it. And if you're really serious about what you're doing, then you just have to do it. And, and it is a comfort zone thing, isn't it? And it lasts a few seconds or a few minutes and once you've done it you've done it and it gets easier from there but it's it is a biggie to begin with and I totally understand that yeah absolutely and that's why we do the Facebook live challenges in the cocoon as well a couple of times a year and it's amazing to see just by going live five days in a row the confidence that people have even by day three to be honest it's just a case of you know getting into the habit of doing it and you know, and caring less about the way you look and what you're going to say. You just get more and more relaxed with it. You do, absolutely. And that is exactly how I started in the cocoon doing the um, the live challenges. Um, and that was terrifying initially. And I do look back on it now and think, wow, <laughs> actually, that was a doddle. It's such a good environment to start off in. So obviously, one of the drivers for you of starting your own business was so that you could spend more time at home. So how is that working out? Like, do you feel like you've got a life-friendly business? It's, I, it's a work in progress. I definitely do more now. Um, and I certainly notice my flexibility is far greater. So I can work my, my unless I'm doing um, hands-on courses or, or things that I've booked in. So for the soap coach, a lot of my work is online. So, for example, I'll take my son to boxing. I'll sit outside for an hour and a half and I'll do my admin in the car for an hour and a half, which is fantastic because I don't get any distractions. (laughs) I can sit there, get it all done. Um, And from the product based side of the business, the dog and I, that is great because it's based at home. Everything's at home. I can fit it in around everything else. Um, And also now my children are older, they can help out. So I actually pay them both to help out with packaging. Um, My husband does postage runs for me. (laughs) So there's a lot to be said for um, having that flexibility without a doubt. Yeah, and I I love that delegating as well and getting everyone involved. That's wonderful. So for those out there who are listening who are either just starting out with a product-based business or thinking about going into um, creating a product-based business, what advice would you give them? Okay, um, there's a couple of things that I feel are really important. So firstly, have your niche. Uh, isn't, and I always say to my ladies that I talk about soap making, if you're looking to sell soap, as an example, it's no good having just natural soap. Everybody in the country is selling natural soap. What you need is something specific. So with my dog products, it's Um, coconut oil soap lathers up really well but it's a niche no one else does just coconut oil soap but they do do dog soap so having that niche and also the dog products is sort of an extension of that niche Um, but the other thing which was really important the advice that I was given in the early days was to think where you want to be in five years time and to start off with that in mind so to put that into perspective 
I started off with a Shopify e-commerce website because I wanted to have that platform that would still serve me in five years time. Um, And I started off with nice branding, nice labels, everything done, not professionally because my logo was done by Fiverr, but some of the other work, no actual labels I've had done professionally. So it all looks the part from day one and you're setting the standard for the rest of your business life, as it were. Um, and that paid off so well because I, I got wholesale orders through within months because the product was the kind of thing they wanted to see on the shelves in the shop. Um, so, yeah, that's probably my two main takeaways. I think that's really important as well as starting with that professional look. And what did that mean for you in terms of investment? Did you have to pay a lot of money to get this product off the ground? Um, you might be surprised. I started the dog and I with £500 and that was it. Um, my overheads were really low. I started off with just a couple of products and built it up from there. So no, you don't have to have a lot of money. I'm really, really lucky. I've got a local printer who does small print runs for me. Um, so that was great. And so it was almost like print on demand. Um, and initially, obviously, my costs were higher because I had to, I was ordering smaller amounts um, I didn't pay myself for about nine or 10 months with the dog and I because I was reinvesting, but I'm really lucky because I was working alongside and I was still doing my dog grooming. Um, so I do think you have to plan for accepting that you won't make money from day one because there is no way you can grow a product based business without reinvesting because you need to keep buying your raw materials, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. But it doesn't have to be a huge investment. I think that's really encouraging and and really good advice as well, because I think that there is lots out there that that make people feel like when they start a business, they should be, you know, the money should be rolling in right from the start. And we need to be realistic about that. And, you know, one thing that we were talking about previously before the call is about the fact that now with the soap coach, you have a venue. So you, you know, you've you've leased a property to be able to run this business. So that must feel like quite a a debt is it to be paying rent every month it is a challenge um and I've always it's quite a good motivator because I know I've always got to pay it so it keeps you on your toes um but I have to say I started off initially with the dog and I funding everything so the dog and I funded starting the soap coach which I'm really proud of because starting from a 500 pound business to then building up to a limited company which is what the soap coach is now has been incredible um so yeah the soap coach still does not pay me anything I'm nearly two years down the line but I've been it's not that it doesn't bring an income in but it is funding the development of the business if that makes sense so I am reinvesting quite a lot I'm investing in my um my workshop I've got work being done up there today I've invested in help behind the scenes um but I've got a long-term plan So long term, that will obviously become hopefully a good business, but it's it's a longer term plan without a doubt. So, yes, it is a bit of a bit of a worry sometimes, but I'm confident that I can do it. I think there's a lot to be said as well for having that long term vision when it comes to investing in your business, because, 
you know, yes, there's there's lots of stuff that you can learn and do for free. But if you really want to gain momentum, you know, you need support. You need people on board who've maybe been there and done it before. You need someone helping you with social media, for example, so that you can concentrate on what you do best. And, you know, I think it it can be that really scary point of, well, I'm not really earning anything. How can I possibly commit to getting that support? So you managed to get um, a, a grant, did you, during covid I was really well. I was very lucky because I moved into my workshop in January 2020 um, and it's on a three year lease, (laughs) um, a three year rental lease. And as we all know, COVID hit in um, March 2020. So my workshops are hands on at the time and I had bookings booked in, which I had to cancel, gift vouchers that I couldn't fulfill Um, And I would have folded. There's just no way. But the government were brilliant. They did um, help out with grants, COVID grants, for which I am so grateful because I would not have survived without them. Um, But so that's that was that was a weight off my mind. And it also enabled me to invest in um, coaching and equipment. So I bought equipment to go online, for example, lighting, (laughs) webcams, microphones, so that I could um, pivot the business because I knew I wouldn't be able to do um, hands-on. So it, yeah, it's you've got to look at what you've got and go with it. Go with it. <laughs> well, it's you. You know, you have achieved so much and during a very difficult climate as well. But it's just been fantastic to see the way that these different businesses have kind of rolled into each other and, and like you say, helped each other. So are you? Do you feel aware of your success? Like, how do you measure your success? Oh, um, so I, I, yeah, I am aware. I, I do feel very fortunate that all three businesses that I have created have been successful in one way or another. However, um, some of them are still a work in progress, but it's all about, for me now, the sense of achievement. And as we discussed earlier, having that element of Um, flexibility so I can rule out a week or two weeks or a weekend in my diary I don't have to ask anyone to do that Um, and last but we've just had a week in Cornwall and the biggest thing for me it's going to sound crazy people have been self-employed forever but when you've worked for someone else for years and years and years you have to book annual leave every year as you probably know and you don't always get what you want Um, and being able to just pick a week to go away to Cornwall in August and not have to ask anyone was amazing (laughs) and it's just little things like that yeah and and also for you you know one thing we haven't really touched on here is the positive impact that you're making environmentally as well with what you're doing um and I just wanted to touch on that because I know that it you know the, the the fact that you're having a sustainable business and that you're helping people to use less plastic that's very important to you isn't it it is and it is a big driver for me so for the soap all my soaps go out uh, with no packaging other than a piece of twine and a little cardboard label um, and even my um, labels on my other products are all paper labels uh, and for me being able to teach people to make soap or just encourage them to use soap is every bar of soap is a plastic bottle um, and when you put that into perspective it is huge it's really huge so I, I'm quite honest about the fact I am on a mission to create an, a, a, um, a nation of soap makers um, and hopefully hopefully I'll achieve that and 
that would be my legacy, less plastic bottles being used in the bathroom. I love that. So what is next for you? you? You know, you talked a lot about reinvesting in the business and developing the soap coach. So what can we expect to see from you? Oh, wait, <laughs> I have got big plans. Whether yeah, So I would love to see um, soap making brought to a new level. And we all watch Bake Off or many of us watch Bake Off. We love Bake Off. And um, if I could get something like the great big soap off on TV, I would be absolutely over the moon because there's no reason why we can't all make soap at home like we make a cake. And um, I just think the impact in the longer term in terms of chemicals and plastic bottles, as we said, is just huge. Plus, it's creative. It's mindful. It's fun. (laughs) Um, there's, There's nothing not to like, really. I love the fact that you um, relate it to baking as well, because when you look at your Instagram, you know, it is it is a bit like that kind of the food stuff. You, you know, the pictures of the soap look so delicious, <laughs> even though sadly you can't eat them. <laughs> no, it wouldn't taste very nice, unfortunately, but they did smell lovely. So with everything that you've got going on, how do you look after yourself? Do you work on your mindset? Do you implement self-care into your week? What do you do? Um, I have done a lot of mindset work, probably not as much as I should do. I don't do it daily, but I I try. But I do spend a lot of time making sure that So for me, I need time on my own, very much so. So I will spend an hour or two at the end of the day, especially if it's been a busy day, upstairs, in the bedroom, on my own, just reading, chilling or doing whatever I fancy. Because for me, that makes me a much nicer person to be around (laughs) and much more productive in every other way. Um, And I'd love to say I do more for myself out out of that. I'd love to go for more um, spa days, et cetera, et cetera. But at the moment, that hasn't happened. But it will. It's on my vision board. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. And where can people find you? Okay, so the dog and I is at the dog and I on Facebook or uh, at the dog underscore I all lowercase on Instagram. And the soap coach is much easier. It's at the soap coach all lowercase on Instagram and Facebook. I'd love to see you over there. Fantastic. And one final question. So if you could go back and speak to Kerry when she was a police constable and wondering what she was going to be doing for the next chapter after she'd had kids and worked her way up the ladder in the in the police, what advice would you give yourself? Oh, just go for it. I have to be on. I'll be honest. I was at one stage thinking oh, I'm too old to be starting new businesses, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but in seven years, I've created three businesses with no experience it's been a steep learning curve but if you want to do it you can do it so go for it if I can anybody can thank you so much that's so inspirational and I think it will really help a lot of people out there who are starting a business kind of later in life as well I know that a lot of the women that, you know, that I work with and that listen to this, they've had previous careers. That's the thing. We've had these previous careers and then we've realized that actually I don't want to be working for someone else. I want to be doing something for myself and I want to have the flexibility. Um, and I think it's fantastic to to have people, role models that we can say, look, they've they've managed to do it and you can too. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's Anything is doable. It's just putting the work in and knowing you can do it, having faith and confidence in yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much, Kerry. Good luck. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Life Friendly Business Podcast. 
If you'd like to make your business more life-friendly, we have everything you need in the Cocoon VIP membership. The Cocoon is a fully online training and membership program that's available to you 24-7 via your laptop, tablet or smartphone. You'll have access to our extensive training library to build the skills you need to thrive, experts on hand for when you get stuck, and the sisterhood and support you need to put the wind in your sails. Join us now at lifefriendlybusiness.com forward slash cocoon.